1: we Uh, uh, uh,
2: Where's Master P at at when we need him the most? What's up, Philly? Jason, Don, and Rich back again together. The tripod. We stand like this on the middle leg, motherfuckers. Get used to it. (laughs) What's going on, Philly? We're back. It's Drunk. We are happy for you to join us because we are only... 25, 26, 27, 27, Less than 35 days away from the opener of NFL football, baby. Are you kidding me? I think we have a game coming up, don't we, Don? Next week? I believe in Friday. Next week, Rich. Is a Hall of Fame game? Next week.
0: Are we the Actually, the Hall of Fame game's tomorrow. It's Is it tomorrow? tomorrow? I
3: thought the it was on the
2: 8th. Holy.
3: No, push back.
2: Football, it's here, my friends.
3: The, the Eagles-Jets preseason game is Friday, August 12th.
2: Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. I
3: cannot <laughs> cue, wait. Cue the fight song.
2: <sighs> right I hear, it cue- my, I hear it in my head. <laughs> I hear it in my head.
3: And just get ready to watch a bunch of dudes that are not going to play for the Eagles this year. Because, you know, the, listen, the one thing you know, we, can right, we can jump right <laughs> into the, the, the OTA stuff, you know, the one thing that stuck out to me with Sirianni was that one press conference where he basically said they're not going to be tackling pretty much at all throughout this entire preseason except for the live sessions that they have with the joint practices,
2: Okay.
3: which to me tells me if they're not hitting and making contact there. The guys that are going to play in the preseason, it's going to be little to none if you see any guys that are going to be contributors this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I can see that. I'm not risking most of my star players to play in some meaningless games. I mean, I think they'll get some reps. I don't think they're going to, you know, go out there and and play halves or quarters, but, you know, they'll get out there, they'll get acclimated. Um, Everything that I've been hearing from OTAs has been positive. Our boy Jalen Hurts, his look good. Um, I was listening to um was it uh Birds Huddle? Is that is that is that the okay. show
3: that, that's that's on uh
2: that's a show. Yeah, I was listening to that and they had uh Dave Zagaro uh Dave Zigaro on. They were talking about like uh these people were picking apart Jalen Hurts for three interceptions he threw in training camp, but they said Marcus Epps made a hell of a play. Um, um Jaquestart made a hell of a play, and the other one was just a bad pick. But they're like Jalen Hurts is making throws this year, like he is hooking up with Goddard and AJ Brown on those quick, quick slants. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's Chris. going on, Joe? Chris, and it's all positive signs. It's all things that you know you want to hear as an Eagles fan that he's taking these steps forward. He's putting a little bit, a uh, little bit of gas, a little mustard on on the uh, on the on the Howell hot dog over there.
1: So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> the one throw that the Eagles had on their Instagram and I probably their Twitter as well, that back shoulder throw to Quez, like, yeah, truly throwing it to only where his wide receiver can get it. And then apparently Quez dropped another one when he had slay B they said, Quez has been looking, looking all right, but that's the inconsistencies we have with Quez is the drops. The guy, we know the guy can fly. We know the guy can get, get past the the first and the second level, but can he catch the football when it's, when it's needed? It's yet to be seen so but i'm excited man i'm excited to hear the positive news that's coming out and how deep our offensive line how deep our defensive line is it's just it's good to hear these positive things and you don't hear controversy or is hurts the guy can he make the next step it's like the guy's putting things together which to me is a positive note especially this early on in training camp it's not like you know the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold dumpster fire down in Carolina where they're both trying to outdookie themselves. So Carolina's thinking about bringing Cam back. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. It Listen, makes, Rich- it makes me laugh, but I, I love it. I, I'm just so excited.
3: I love the fact that you're only reading about them in the sports page. Right. Yeah. That, that so you're not you're not here. There's there's no off the field stuff. The it, it's all and all the stuff that you're hearing is all positive stuff. Yeah. Right. You're you're not hearing about and, and listen. Take it with a grain of salt. Right. They're they're basically they're they're giving you play by play and stats from practice. Yeah. Which, you know, for for whatever it's worth. But Jay, what 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 what's something that has stood out to you so far in this training camp? Well, first and
0: foremost, I I'm I'm happy and excited that Rich is actually happy because I know Rich has has for. Not that Rich has yeah. ever been a hater, because listen, let's let's face it. I think people use that term loosely around here, like Hurts hater, or whenever somebody doesn't have the same opinion that other people have of a certain player. But I think Rich kind of nailed it. I think the thing with Jalen Hurts is that nobody really – I mean, any real Eagles fan doesn't want him to fail. I mean, no. if you do, then you're no, not no, a real no. Eagles fan. Because we, we all root for the emblem and the logo not Mm -hmm. the player. And I think Jalen Hurts to me is, is a guy that, you know, he's going to give 110% to get better and improve his game. And that's all we can ask for. Listen, is he going to be a top 10 quarterback? He might not ever be a top 10 quarterback. Does he have a shot at it? Absolutely. Because I think anybody can get better and anybody can improve. And, We went out and we got A.J. Brown, and we talked about this last week, and I'm going to keep talking about it until I'm blue in the face, but this guy's a physical specimen. I don't know if you – I'm sure you have, but the guy is a beast. And I think he was very – I don't want to say he's underrated per se, but I think a lot of times people don't classify A.J. Brown in the top tier of wide receivers, and I think he belongs there. Because if you realistically look at his body of work, I mean, he did amazing things in an offense that was pretty much driven by Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry, like, in that offense, was the Tennessee Titans. And A.J. Brown was still able to get 105 targets the past two seasons. Actually, 104 targets the past two seasons. Even with an injury last year, he tied right. his targets. Yeah. The only reason that he took a dip in the yardage total was Actually, Ryan Tannehill struggled last year. And, yeah. and Ryan Tannehill took a step back. But they also went out and they got Julio Jones on the other side, and he was right. out pretty much half the year. So right. I can't really say that last year was like a – what's the word? A regression-type year. It was more so a season where the team struggled with injuries, including A.J. himself. And I, I'm telling you, man, A.J. Brown – it's not even just what he's going to do himself on the field. It's the fact that he opens it up for guys like Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Kez. Kez Watkins, you know, we all know he has the tools, but, uh, you know, he does have to work on those drops. But I think this offense is going to be dynamic. And I'm excited. I'm like Rich, man. I am just so happy that football's here. I mean, yeah, I know we had some Phillies trades. We're not really going to talk about that tonight, but I am so stoked about the Eagles and, and football, I, I just am, and I don't think I remember a season where I've been this excited. I wasn't even excite this excited the year after the Super Bowl. I have like an like an amazing like, and maybe my my expectations are tempered. You know, maybe I'm like expecting too much, but I think this team could be like I literally think twelve and six is is easily easily doable. And Jay, I think
3: for me the. The last time I felt like this was like when they got To, yeah. When they got To, and the the thought was that they that one player comes in and he immediately improves the entire group around him, and you saw that throughout that entire year. I think the just like what you said, the addition of AJ Brown, it it brings it pushes everybody up another notch. Right. So you're going to see on the field at one point in time. Right. You're going to see. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders. And you can't double team all of them. So somebody is going to be in space. Somebody's going to get a one on one. And I and I really think that any of those guys in a one on one spot is going to be able to beat. I'm just going to say 80% of the guys that are going to play against them. Yeah. Right. The the one guy that has stood out to me so far has been Jordan Davis. The reports coming out of camp about the way that he moves and the way that he takes up space and hearing from the linebacking crew and, and hearing about how he's consuming offensive linemen and they are basically able to run wherever they want. Yeah. You know, hearing the quotes about uh, there was a one on one and forgive me, I don't remember the guy he was going against, but I think Dave Zingara had the quote where he's like a guy that big should not be able to move the way he moves. That to me is a red flag to say, like, this guy is way different, like and I think gives him the ability to be able to be impactful on day one.
2: No, I agree. And it's funny, like, going back and touching on the positivity thing that Jay said. Like, I feel great, and I think the reason why I feel this good is because last year we're coming off a narrative of, can Hertz live up to what Carson was supposed to be, or will the Eagles be okay without Carson Wentz? Was it really Carson Wentz or was it the Eagles? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like like that negativity is out of the door, which to me – I feed off of that. So now it's yeah, all about man. positivity and everything that you've seen and that's coming out from the Eagles camp, whether it be defensive side or offensive side, like I'm behind because it's not – I don't have to worry about seeing Carson Wentz's name in a, in a headline of looming right. over the birds. And I think that's like – it's like that negative energy, especially like the same thing with Simmons being gone. Like it's that negative energy is gone and it's, okay, last year was that transition year. Can we move forward? And let's be real. If you look at the stats, the, like the next generation stats, there's only two players who've done since they've came into the league and made these like progressions. And Jay said it last uh, last week was Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Like they're the two guys who have made these made these made these progressions. But then you look at the weapons. Okay, so you look at the weapons that Patrick Mahomes had when he came in his second year and threw fifty touchdowns. Way better than anything the Eagles had, am I right? right then right, you get right. Josh Allen when they got Stephon Diggs, way better than anything the Eagles had. Because I mean, they had him, they had slot God and Cole Cole Beasley, and you know they just were able to run this fluent offense. Now right. insert Jalen Hurts with the physical specimen that we call AJ Brown, that I'm going to be call, calling the dominant wide receiver one in the NFC East because he's no one's going to be able to body him. And then you team them up with Slim Reaper in year two. That's sophomore breakouts coming. Then you hear all these positive things about, which is weird, but it's kind of exciting because I don't want the guy to fail. But again, he doesn't have the best head. A lot of positive things are being said about Jalen Hurts or Jalen Rager. So could this be a year three turnaround? Could he be that gadget guy that we could use on this offense? And team it with that run team with the running game, and then you still have Zach Pascal and you hear Quez is beating Slay. Like, what? Like, it's all positive things and it it gives you that good outlook going forward. And doubling down on Hertz, I never liked Hertz as a prospect coming out of college because of the systems that he played in. He played in those NFL systems in Alabama where, let's be real, if one one of us could hand the ball off to one of their five NFL running caliber. Running backs behind that offensive um, NFL caliber offensive line, playing with that NFL caliber e- defense, right. we would be successful. It's it's, and I feel like those those slights and shortcomings to Hertz aren't fair in in hindsight. But at the same time, he's doing everything that I want him to do. He's progressing. He's not staying the same. He's not making bad reads in practice. He's getting the ball out quick. He's Throwing the ball like perfectly placed with those crossing routes because you're just going to see a shit ton of crossing routes whether it be Goddard right. and AJ Brown going across or Devante Smith and um, AJ Brown like it's it's going to be one of those seasons where I'm excited because I want to see Hurts succeed and be an Eagle for the long time and then we have all those picks next year right right, right. they and got we, the, right, the two first round picks yeah, next we year just
1: too. build build build.
2: Yeah, I mean, has, and, and I want to see that. I we are so stacked at offensive and defensive line that we could possibly get a number one corner and a safety or another wide receiver. Like imagine getting another top wide receiver and pairing him with Slim Reaper, AJ Brown, that number one, and then <laughs> Jalen Hurts.
3: Right, like, and, then, and then you then you become extremely dynamic,
2: and right? then
3: more you double down and you double down on the defense right and you you get your future db that you're going to pair with slay yeah or you and and, or you get a guy that's going to be the back end and hold it down and play safety for you like that the flexibility that they're going to have in terms of being able to add talent and top end talent is going to be huge for them um but I also look at, like, Rich, when you talk about, like, that that wide receiver, right, look at how much just that one position and that one player changes the, the vocabulary when we talk about A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, right? Those four guys, right, Jalen Rager is listed. I mean, you might put John Hightower in front of him you might put Greg Ward in front of him I, I i think the thing that i like is that you're seeing them and you're hearing them talk about using those guys in a in a variety of spots right they were talking about one play where they they motion AJ Brown into the backfield right and then they run a wheel route for him out of the backfield where he might get matched up on a linebacker
1: or yeah. safety
3: So to me, for when I'm looking at how this team plays out next year, this coming year, sky's the limit, man. They, they really do have the setup to be able to kind of pounce on this division and look at an opportunity to really kind of overtake the Cowboys, who for me, based on their offseason, have really taken a step back.
2: If I'm the Eagles and I see a guy uh, who I'm extremely high on get cut because he's a cap casualty this year and from Cleveland because they're saying it is a possibility because of just the cap, the, the, like the, the no capital cost, a guy in Kareem Hunt possibly Ooh, okay. not meeting the team, that is a guy I'm going after and signing to a two-year deal because he could be, if you decide you want to part ways from Sanders, imagine having a guy on the field who can run the ball hard and catch the ball. That's your third, that's your three down back. Right. That's, that's scary. And that gives hurts even more options. Like, yeah, there's so many possibilities with this team and Jay, I don't know if you agree with the hunt thing. If he, if he would fit here, but we're both fantasy guys and we we i guarantee he's both on our radar don is also a fantasy guy now oh, so yeah we converted him <laughs> we brought My him God. to the dark side he joined us <laughs> but look at the endless possibilities that if this is the if that is your core in Devont, uh, devonta smith aj brown and jalen hurts any piece that you can put in there is just interchangeable and adding a dynamic running back who can run hard in between outside the tackles and catch the ball. Ooh, that's scary. That's a scary offense. What do you think, Jay? I mean, I think anybody that would disagree
0: with Kareem Hunt is, is hasn't been watching the game uh, the past few years. I mean, I know Kareem Hunt. A lot of people don't like him because of what he did <laughs> off the field, and, and yes. listen, I, I don't like Tyreek Hill as 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 a person for what he did, but the guy's a stud on the field, like. At the end of the day, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually think Kareem Hunt is actually the better running back than Nick Chubb. overall. I do, I do too. <laughs> it, it's I'm crazy sure. to say that, and I know it's probably blasphemy, and I will probably get crucified for you know people that watch the replay of this show. I'm not, I'm, I, man, I think I'm
3: with overall,
0: you. I'm with as you. an overall back, out of the back catching the ball and running the ball together, I think Kareem Hunt is the better running back. I just think Nick Chubb has been able to basically solidify himself behind that offensive line. I think any running back would do good behind that offensive line. Yeah. They had one of the best. So imagine him behind the
2: best in the Eagles. That would be insane. fucking terrifying. That would be terrible, Dude, if no. we had, imagine if you had any of the top backs in the league, the Dalvin Cooks, the Derrick Henrys, the Christian, Christian McCaffrey would never have to worry about an injury because he's not getting
3: touched. Rich, Dalvin Dalvin Cook is always a sore subject, especially for Eagles fans, because we had the the opportunity to be able to pick him. I don't know. I I think, listen, any time that – and that Cam Juergens pick is looking really good too. Yeah. You know, I I saw there was one article I was reading. I can't remember where, but they said that there was a late night – session where it was Kelsey cam Juergens and Jordan Davis. And they're literally just going back and forth and talking about, you know, cam Juergens is getting advice on Kelsey on how to block the nose guard or the D tackle, but he's also giving advice to Jordan Davis about how to beat them. Like just that, that level of player passing along that knowledge and kind of get, Signing off on the fact that like these guys are ready to play right now. Yeah. That's just
2: Comradery.
1: camaraderie.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, that's
2: one thing that hasn't been seen in the Eagles locker room for a long time. And I'm, I'm glad it's getting to the point because I think we're at the point and like Jason said with the camaraderie that the Eagles have leadership on both sides of the ball that people respect. And it's very weird to have offense and defense sit and actually talk with each other. But I think it just shows you the amount of respect in that locker room that people have for Kelsey and the knowledge that this guy brings. It's just, it's just awesome. And it's just great things to hear. Like it makes me very optimistic that this team is gelling and who else has been, uh, making, making some headlines in uh, training camp. Some guy that everybody ruled is dead because he played for the giants. They're saying, uh, James Bradbury can uh, definitely cover, <laughs> Yes, he can.
3: Which would be would which would make that that group even scary, right? That, that you would get an elevated level of play from James Barberry on the other side of Darius Slay, and now you slide Maddox into the slot. All those guys are all falling into really good spots where they can be successful, and. As long as they, as long as those guys can stay healthy, man, this defense is going to be so much better. I think that's the thing that yeah. people are sleeping on. People aren't talking enough about the improvements that they made on defense and how you've got a guy like a guy like they drafted, like the Kobe Dean, who you know the guys ahead of him, TJ TJ Edwards and Hassan Reddick, are playing so well that he can't get first team reps. Like yeah. That's that's great news. Yes,
2: it really is.
0: <laughs> I mean, honest to God, if you look at – I have to agree with you, Don, because I, I was thinking earlier when, when all this stuff kind of went down and it was fresh in my mind that even if Jalen Hurts only had minimal improvement, the amount of moves and the, and the improvements that this team made as a whole – it's going to be hard for this team to not be better than it was last year, even with minimal improvement. If Jalen Hurts does what I think he can do, that's what I mean. This team is definitely a sleeper in this. In this, in the, not only in the well, they're going to win the division, but yeah. I think they're a sleeper in the NFC. I'm not. I'm not ready to go out on a limb and say they're they're going to contend for a Super Bowl, but I would not be surprised if this team wins a playoff game or two with this with this roster if they perform. You know, to where they're supposed to. Because obviously, on paper, it's easier to say than done. We've seen it with the Phillies who went out and had a great off season, and they struggled. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I, don't want my te- I don't want my expectations to be too high and then be let down. But I see a team here that, like you said, James Bradbury, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, he's done.
3: It's like, dude. But Jay, have those high expectations, right? I don't want to have like in, like I want them to be like if, if we're looking at this team and we're comparing them to the other teams in their division, I, I I say you host a playoff game. you can win this division and host a playoff game. oh yeah um, and, and and from there, it it's it's winner take all. so to me, get there. Right, you've now got the pieces in place to be able to be successful. Right, I don't want to have like the the bar is already set at playoffs. Right now, the next step is win the division, host the home playoff game, and, and win. Right, and, and each year when you see incremental improvements, right, that's all we can ask for is that they continue to get better. Yeah, which I think they're in, and they're in a position. To continue to get better, based on Rich, what you were saying earlier with the with the draft picks, it's
2: the truth. That's all facts. we're gonna do is get better.
3: Facts, facts.
2: Don spitting facts. Said, facts. said, said.
3: All right, where are we going next? Let's go. Let's just talk fantasy. You ready?
0: <laughs> Our favorite pastime. All right, here we go.
3: <laughs>
2: playing it for forty years. Been alive for thirty-three. Ah, ah. it's my game
3: oh. oh man so here we go you ready i'm gonna give you a topic
2: all right let's do it
3: give me a guy that had a down year last year
2: Hi. don you're frozen <laughs> i was like all right Donna, Ed. I think don and <laughs> all right now you're back you froze back give yeah me, give
3: me a guy give me a guy that is gonna bounce back from a down year from All right, Jay,
2: you 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 go first. You go first, Rich. Uh, I am going to say a guy who is going to bounce back from a down year. Uh, I'll go to tight end position, and I am going to say Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller is going to be not only finished, obviously, in the top three, but probably finish at the number two just with the attention that's going to get taken off. I don't see him missing six games, hopefully not, because you know, he was pretty injury-plagued. But last year, just didn't seem like it was clicking on all cylinders for Darren Waller. So I'm hopeful that he can come back, get his – I don't think he's going to – obviously, he's not going to be the top target. That's Devontae Adams' job. But I think you're going to still see him up towards the top, take a little bit away from Hunter Renfro, get his 100 targets, get his 73, 74 catches, 1,100 yards and 10. I could see that being possible for him, especially with just the amount of attention – Devontae Adams is going to bring. And if I'm going wide receiver, everything coming out of training camp from the Rams is positive about Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Sorry. sorry, Jay. Alan Robinson was dead in the water last year for the bears. And it could have been yeah. the same thing as a Bradbury situation. You're just not happy where you're playing. You're not happy with the coaching staff. You're not happy with the moves. And this guy is looking like vintage Allen Robinson. So you play with one of the best quarterbacks in the league and Matthew Stafford, one of the best offensive minds and Sean McVay and you're playing next to Cooper Cut. your expectations, there are none for you because you're just going to go out there and you're going to feast off of not seeing double and triple teams and they're going to design plays for you. I just don't see why Allen Robinson can't finish in, inside the top 20 this year or at least inside the top 25 as like a low-end mid uh, running back two or running back wide receiver two. Jay, I'm sorry for stealing it. But that's
0: okay. It's good. I, I like when you steal because it means we're thinking the same way. Um, I'm going to go running back, and I'm going to go with the two big dogs because I believe both of them bounce back in a big way this year as long as no injuries. See, that's where you always have to throw that in when it comes to running backs. But I'm saying Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley are both going to have bounce-back years. I don't think they're going to be these guys that flop – I. I think that you can get Saquon for a cheap price, and I think he's going to surprise people. I think exactly. Christian McCaffrey, everyone's still hyped on him, so he's not really going to get a value because he's going high in drafts. But I think he does stay healthy this year, and I think he comes back. I think both of those guys actually finished top five. In,
2: in, You're getting third-round value right now from Saquon, oh, excuse me, from Saquon Barkley, which is insane because – If he finished even remotely five, six spots better, he would be in the second round conversation. But people are so afraid. But it's Saquon. You have to go out there. You have to take the chance. I don't think he's going to be constantly injured. I don't think that Daniel Jones is going to be playing that much worse or that offensive line is going to be worse than last year because they drafted well. They might actually be in games this year, so they might need to utilize the running game a little more. And Christian McCaffrey is just a dog. Can he stay healthy? That's the only – that dude had, what, four games last year? Three
3: or four games? Yeah, he's played 10 30, in the last 30 two
2: 30 pa- fantasy points? or Yeah, per game last year. He had 120 fantasy points, I believe, last year. And he played in four games. And in two games, he didn't score a touchdown. And he had
0: 469 his last, the year he was –
2: Like a player who can beat you without scoring touchdowns because of the utilization and usage (laughs) or usage. Holy shit. Give me Christian McCaffrey all day. He's going to get
3: 30 plus points a week. And literally those, the the four guys that you guys just named were literally the first four guys that I was like, when I thought about this, I was like, uh, McCaffrey, and Barkley, Waller, right. Like, like, but those guys. That another guy that I thought about is um, is Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Right, Dalvin Cook to me seems like a guy that he just had a a lot of inconsistent production. Was on one week, would not produce the next. So he, I, I think, to me this year, I think you're going to see more consistency from him. He, so he, he's
2: going to get his touchdown regression in a positive manner. Because he was the second most running back. or Yeah, he was the second running back with the most touches inside the five. He had 15 rushes inside the five. He scored three touchdowns. Right. That's insane. You, put, you give that to me all day on Sunday, and you're saying, hey, Dalvin Coaster only have 15 rushes inside the five, over under how many touchdowns? And I'm going to say nine because that's a realistic number. But last year you saw it; those holes weren't there. He was, he was getting tripped up in the backfield or he was getting stopped on the one inch line. I had him on my team and I'm so pissed. I'm like, Oh, he's in. And then I look ball short. And then what happens? Alexander Madison comes in or fade to Justin Jefferson. And I'm like, yep. Fucking Dalvin cook. Like the dude couldn't catch a break, but that's, that's the beauty of fantasy football, because you're you're praying for this and then you get so disappointed when your guy gets stopped on the one inch and you're like, I'm going against Justin Jefferson. oh that yeah, that's 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 eight point Justin Jefferson right there. Fuck me.
1: This
3: is well, bullshit. Well, right. the- that, that always happens, Rich. Right? Yeah, like, it never it never ceases. Whatever so. you're playing against, right? Your your guy gets stopped on the one. The guy who you're playing against, they throw it to him or they run it with him. And it's like a 16-point swing in, in, you know. 36 it's
2: just, seconds. And it's just like how to fuck. Literally. Go ahead I mean,
0: to really that. Was like, well, no, what I was going to say is that I not only do I like Dalvin Cook just because I think you're right from the regression standpoint, but they also have a new offensive coordinator. Yep. That offense is going to be
2: dynamic. You're going from Mike Zimmer – Oh, the most boring, vanilla offense in the world. Right.
0: (laughs) Offense that actually, I mean, you have Justin Jefferson saying he's going to have 2,000 yards this year, and I believe it because the guy is, like, already a beast, Yeah, and now he's in an offense that's more dynamic. I think you'll see Dalvin Cook easily be in that conversation of, you know, top. There's about five or six guys I have on my hand that that could finish in that top, and, and he's one of them. That you know what the sense.
2: funny thing is? So I'm going to go out here, and here's going to be my bold prediction for the fantasy season. So, I do not think Jonathan Taylor finishes in the top five. I
0: actually, I, I don't see it. I don't it. think it's bold. I think you're right.
2: I, I think last year was – it's kind of the same argument I have with Debo. If you look at what Debo did last year, Debo's numbers are just absolutely bonkers. 77 catches – for 1,405 yards and then what, six touchdowns, and then he had four or three rushing touchdowns with like 300 yards. If you look at the efficiency of how he – how that season came about for Debo, I think he scored on five plays over 65 yards, two over 80. He's very elusive, and yes, he's great in the open field. But if you look at the same thing with Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor had some really long touchdown runs last year, 70 plus yards. I think he had like an 80 plus yard. I think there was a 90 plus yard one where he just ran through the middle and just didn't get stopped. He doesn't get the receiving work. That's the Naheem Hines. And I just have a feeling if the Colts defense does slip up, I mean, that, I think that offense is or that uh, which we call it that division is totally winnable for the Colts as always, but Say something happens to Matty Ice, then they have to go to their backup. Who's their backup? All
1: right, are nice.
2: gonna, Oh, Foles. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Then then he's definitely not finishing the top five because the only thing they're gonna do is stack the box and be like Nick Foles. This ain't Philly no more. Throw the ball and it'll just be pick city. He'll, he'll be worse than Carson Wentz ever was. But I look at just just I don't see the I just don't see the big play potential. I think teams are gonna hone in on it. And it's the same thing why I still think Debo is going to be a top wide receiver, but I don't have him that high because Cooper cup had 144 catches for 1800 yards. And I think like what, 20 touchdowns. And Debo had 708 yards, more yards after the catch than Cooper cup did on 77 less catches. I just don't think those numbers are sustainable. I don't think he can do that year after year after year.
3: Rich, could you, could yes. you envision a scenario where Matt Ryan makes it really beneficial for him to be there? That they, because he, he's a very, they're, they're not expecting him to light the world on fire. No, and they're I don't think they're expecting him to come in and run this offense really yeah. efficiently. So, like, I can envision a scenario where they rely on Jonathan Taylor, where they get him the ball in space, where they get him the ball. They, they really try to make an effort to get him the ball on the outside, out of the backfield. They take advantage of you know the the space that they might create with Michael Pittman.
1: With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere.
0: This is possibility powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or sea
1: floors.
3: I, I don't know. I think you, you're, you, you, you subtract a quarterback like Wentz who was constantly trying to play hero ball every time he stepped back but that's to a the guy thing. that's going to manage the offense that might be beneficial to Jonathan Taylor, you know?
2: But that's the thing. It was it, what we're thinking is the complete opposite. And I think Jay might agree. We're, 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 we're saying Carson Wentz constantly playing hero ball. Yeah. He did that down the stretch, but Jay, look at when Jonathan Taylor had all these huge games. He had all these huge games when Carson Wentz threw the ball under 19 times. When Carson Wentz wasn't told to throw the ball, Jonathan Taylor had huge production days. The difference between Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan doesn't make mistakes. If he does, they're they're few and far between, or it was because Atlanta had no offensive line and he was constantly getting hit. So he was just throwing the ball wherever Matt Ryan can still play. can still throw the ball. I think they're going to be more balanced, which hurts Jonathan Taylor because you're going to see Michael Pittman get his, you're going to see the tight ends get theirs. You're going to see Alec Pierce cash in. You're going to see Naheem uh, Hines get a bigger role. That's why I think Jonathan Taylor takes a step back because I don't think that they're going to have to rely on him as heavy because they actually have a competent quarterback who can make the read to make the throws. What do you think, Jay?
0: I mean, I actually happen to agree with you. And honestly, this is why for me, and this is just in my own rankings, I have Najee Harris as the number one running back in Dynasty. Uh, If we're talking redraft, I don't necessarily think that Najee Harris – is better than Jonathan Taylor, but I no. do agree that with you, Rich, that Jonathan Taylor will probably finish outside of the top five, but he's definitely not finishing top. No, nah. I see a definite. I think it's probably going to be McCaffrey again.
2: If he's not, I, I think Jonathan sells, Taylor
0: yeah. is a supreme talent.
2: Oh well, yeah. Well, hell yeah.
0: I think a lot of people are overhyping it because I, I think when you look at running backs,
2: It's hard to do that again. It's hard to repeat the success that you had last year if you're not that involved in the passing game. He really needs those touchdowns. He needs those two, three multi touchdown games to break the bank for you. And that's what happened with everybody who had him in the playoffs. He killed them. He only had 12 points, and he probably cost a lot of people going to the championship.
0: Well, the same could be said about Naeem Hines, where a lot of people drafted him from the year previous, where he had like seventy catches and almost yeah. a thousand yards receiving, and he went backwards. But and that was because they relied so much on Jonathan Taylor. But they want to use Naeem Hines. They didn't sign him to that contract for nothing. Nah. And nah, I, nah, I definitely nah. think he. I think people are sleeping on Alec Pierce too. I I I, oh, I, I him in the draft a lot. He he's a you know he's a slot guy, but he's he can run
2: other routes and he's got a lot of speed. And Campbell can't stay healthy. I know that you can't bank banking on Paris Campbell to stay healthy is like putting fifty Krispy Kremes in front of me and telling me, "Rich, you can't have any." Like motherfucker, I'm eating them all. You turn around, (laughs) the donuts are gone. Like it's not even a joke. You put fifty Krispy Kremes in front of me; they're all gone. If I'm left unsupervised, I'm a goddamn child. I will eat all the goddamn donuts. All right, and that's what's gonna happen with Paris Campbell. He's gonna break fucking leg because it's always what he does. He's just he just can't stay healthy. And I'm gonna give him the injury prone. He gets that label. Because he really is. I
0: can't disagree, man. We agree a lot today so far. We're doing we're doing a good
2: job, guys, but agreeing. Don, what is uh, your next one? All
3: right. So the la- the last guy that I thought about was Lamar Jackson. Okay. And you wouldn't like so he was drafted last year, top four, finishes at sixteen. Yeah. Okay. You know, that was in. He had he had some injuries. He he, he did he did have like he had the injury bug. He had the <laughs> poop a few games. He <laughs> had he had a he had
2: a, he had a, no a real bad poop game.
0: <laughs>
3: that was funny, man. That was fun. a boop. I had a poop. Oh my god! Oh, so good. I, I think the the hardest part for him is going to be the guys that he's got around him as far as weapons. Right, he's got the the young group of wide receivers right between Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, and you know James Pochet. You got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield.
2: Who might not yeah. be ready Week One? Him and right. Gus. Him and Gus Edwards His, are probably not. Gus
3: ready. Edwards are, are, are both listed as out right now. You're
2: looking at so Big Mike Davis.
3: Mike, oh, Davis. Say, Tyler Beddy.
2: Oh, the the I, rookie that they drafted. Yeah, he, he's, he, he'll be nice, but he'll, he's going to get buried once. I
0: always home. like running backs that, that, that Baltimore drafts, though. They always have a good running back room.
2: They do. But then I they use too bad. many to do with them. Too many those,
3: to use. Those guys that we just talked about right now, that's the reason why Like, I want to ha- see Lamar, Lamar Jackson be really good. Yeah. I just don't see the players around him that are going to make that possible.
2: He's getting drafted, in my opinion, way too high. Right. Like if, if, you put, if you put on paper and you say, okay, it's the fourth round and Lamar Jackson's there and he's staring me in the face, will I take him? And I'll say, no. Uh, rushing yeah. ability is great, but the upside passing, I don't see there, especially minus Hollywood. Um, right. He falls to the seventh or eighth round. Yeah, but there's also a guy in Trey Lance who I would rather take just for upside playing on a better offense. And he does have the same rushing potential. Um, Or I'm just going to kick the pooch and just go with Winston on a flyer and just just do the streaming of the quarterbacks. I just think drafting Lamar where he's going in the third, fourth round is just way too high. He doesn't have the weapons. Um, I think people are expecting Mark Andrews to come out and light the world on fire again. He's another guy with elite talent. But do I believe he's going to finish as the top two? No, I don't think he does because there's going to be inconsistencies in quarterback play. And Lamar's going to try to force feed in the ball, which is not going to work. He's going to, he's going to be double covered. They're going to bang him up off, off the line. They're going to have to because Lamar's – they're going to have to make him beat you outside. And I don't think – I think Bateman – Jay loves Bateman. I love Bateman. But he's another guy. I'm not taking out. not taking inside, what, round 10? Like round ten yeah. is probably where I'm gonna draft Rashad Bateman because I just don't trust it. There's too many guys, there's too many wide receivers that are on better offenses. Not saying that the Ravens don't have a great offense, but you just lost Hollywood. And that's huge for them. I don't believe in Devin Duvernay, and I don't believe in the other guy. Because they're you've yet to see it from them. So when right. you look so at,
3: what what go. kind of space are you gonna create like for more games? Saying.
2: You're not creating anything for Mark Andrews which essentially creates nothing for Lamar Jackson so he's going to rely on his legs do I think he could have like 1100 yards rushing this year he's probably going to need to he but might. I don't see him throwing for more than 3300 yards and maybe 20 touchdowns I just don't I just don't see it this year and I love Lamar but they really did him no justice by trading away Hollywood but Hollywood also didn't want to be there because he knows. Inconsistency in quarterback play is not going to get me paid. I'll go play with Kyler. He'll chuck it deep. I'll run for
3: it. And especially, I mean, to talk about that guy real quick, you know, Hollywood, he's going to a great situation because, you know, he's going to spend the first six weeks being one one of of, or if not the prime target for Kyler Murray. So if he's if he's just going to run, you know, the, the fly routes and just get open down the seam and split the safety. Yo, college know, just going to go back and chuck it up. And they've got they they've got weapons in, in Arizona that they can kind of spread the field out a little bit. Yeah. So
2: what do you think, Jay? Too high or too low?
3: No, I I think Lamar is
0: probably you're right. I think he's going a little too high, but I like Lamar's upside. It's a shame to me because Lamar Jackson reminds me of Randall Cunningham. It reminds me of the same situation where they I never surrounded Randall with, with no, talent.
2: I agree with that. And I agree with that.
0: that a he's a superstar talent. And I know a lot of people say, oh, he can't throw. I think he proved he can throw yeah. in that year when he had 36 touchdowns. But you're right. You take away Hollywood Brown, who realistically was his only.
2: He, so nine minus eight touchdowns from that. That's what I'm saying. Minus eight touchdowns from that total of 36 drops you down to 28. Okay, you ha- you figure Andrews you minus three from this year. Okay, so now you're down to 25. I don't think people, but that's the whole thing. Like what Jay, like we're talking about. Like he's got that elite talent, but I don't see those other wide receivers being able to step up. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, I, I no, and
0: I agree with you. I guess I I still always trying to – if I could get him in like maybe the fourth or fifth, I might take him.
2: But you're right. I, I think I would have to be like – Would you take him over – okay, I'm just going to give you three players who are there, you and Don. So right. typically fourth round. All right. Would you take him – if Lamar Jackson is staring you in the face and you have Lamar Jackson, scary Terry – and Mike Williams. So we'll say the pick is 401. So, first pick of the fourth round. So. Are you taking Lamar, Scary Terry, or Mike Williams? Probably taking Terry. I think I'm betting high on Terry this year. I'm taking, I'm taking yeah. Mike Williams. So, I'm right not- there, it tells us that, see, and this is the thing that people don't think about with fantasy. And this is why, like, my brain and Jason's brain and Don, your brain is changing because of how you got fucked last year in the Golden Mike. You're seeing a guy, okay, yeah, he's got, utmost potential, but you're looking at essentially players of need. And, okay, yeah, Lamar Jackson can offer me 20-plus points a game, but, okay, Scary Terry is going to get me a consistent 16 to 18. Mike Williams is going to have boom bust, four or 30. We're looking at fantasy and and rationalizing, okay, we can take these top players, we can take these top wide receivers, and then later kick it, and then we can get a guy like Trey Lance or Russell Wilson in later rounds.
3: And still still get – massive production from them like you're you're not taking a guy in the fifth or the sixth round and not getting production from them those yeah. guys are still going to give you points each week
1: it's, it's, it's like good. sorry no,
3: no like i look at like th- those two guys that, rich that you just threw out like I, I would go williams just if i look at the quarterback situation
2: that's why right? that's I, where i was I, at I,
3: I, I, I trust herbert much more than i trust Wentz, right so for me Right, that it's trying to look like second level, like not just is that guy scary Terry, insanely dynamic player.
2: Yeah. So like now I gonna,
3: got I to got, I got look at who throws him the ball.
2: So now I'm going to give you guys another one. Okay. This, these are just things that I keep saying pop up. So, and honestly, I, I love Jason's opinion. Me and him go back and forth all the time on trades and shit. So I do have a trade question for you guys after this, but eighth round. Okay, so start of the eighth round exactly. again. It's it's the eight oh one. You're you're coming off the turn. These three wide receivers are staring you in the face. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. You have Drake London, and you have Michael Thomas. What what is your pick at in that eighth round? I go Juju. I'm going Juju as well. Okay, just making right. sure. I but think these so. like,
3: I, I, the same, same logic though, right? Like quarterback. I look at like quarterback. And I look at that offense, and I look at how Andy Reid loves to utilize those guys and put them in great positions. Doesn't matter who's lining up for them. right? Andy Reid has always been a guy that's been able to get skilled guys in space.
2: Jay, what's your reason?
3: Well,
0: obviously, I think Juju's going to go off with Mahomes, but that's not to say that I don't think – I think Michael Thomas is going to have a good year. I don't yeah. think he's going to have an insane year. I don't think he's going to have a Michael Thomas year, but he's going to have a decent wide receiver year. He might come close to 1,000 yards, which would be huge when he hasn't almost played in two years. So, yeah, yeah, I think Juju's got potential this year to definitely eclipse 1,000, and I think he's going to score some touchdowns because he's got that size. I like Juju. Um, Drake London, the reason I wouldn't take him – I would take him in a dynasty draft, but not in a redraft.
2: I would I would take – if I could get Drake London and say, the 10th in a yeah, league or a dynasty, I'll do that because next year he'll be your, what, ninth or 10th, depending on, on how you guys do it. Like in my league, he would be my eighth, which I'm completely comfortable with him keeping him as an eighth. And then if he goes off – and then in his third year, if they get a quarterback, he'll be my sixth. So I'm not opposed to having a wide receiver one in the sixth round. But, again, I'm, oh, if like it's this. just a standard redraft – I, I'm not touching any of these rookies until. I'm not touching anybody round. on the Falcons besides Kyle Pitts. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's and that's third round, which well, is is that too high for Kyle Pitts because it's the tight end position. If if Kyle Pitts wasn't a tight end and say he was just a wide receiver, right? This we'll look at it this way: is the third round too high to draft him?
0: The problem well, is, is depends on the on the scoring of the league because you got not tight end, premium, not not tight end premium, so
2: not just. No. I'm just a like regular PPR yeah, league. Too high. Too high.
0: I'm not taking Kyle Pitts in the third round. I'd rather – I could get Zach Ertz in the eighth round. You can and get Zach him in Ertz the eighth Yeah, Zach Ertz is going to be a top five tight end, in my opinion. This yeah, because the first,
2: first six weeks, it's going to be him. And if Hollywood gets suspended for being a fucking NASCAR driver in a, in a school zone, then you're screwed there too. Don, what were you saying? Look,
3: no, like I look at, at, at that position and I say like, he, the position that Kyle Pitts is in in Atlanta reminds me a lot of the same stuff that we just talked about with Mark Andrews. Right? He's he's down there and you got Marcus Mariota who's
2: who's not proven to be able to throw the ball still.
3: Right. Still can't throw the ball. And you're putting Kyle Pitts in a in a position where they're going to double team him every time because there's nobody else that's taking space away from him. So, like, those two guys in that tight end position seem to me like they're in kind of the same position. They're kind of stuck being the only weapon with nobody else around them to take space. So, like, I would shy away from Kyle Pitts just in general because I don't like the guy that's getting him the ball, and I don't like the guys that are around him. Agreed. I 1,000% agree.
2: Don, do you have another topic for fantasy, or I have I have one? I'm just asking. I didn't want to take, take no, it you're over. good.
3: When well, right. you done, we'll talk the Golden Mike League.
2: Right on. And then, well, and then I want to give you my trade scenario for this. But Jason and Don, Go I'm going to give you a keep trade cut quarterback, Ooh. quarterback edition. Ooh. Keep trade cut. <sighs> this is going to be tough because I'm, so I'm going to make you think. All right. Because they're all kind of in similar boats where I'm putting these, uh, putting these quarterbacks. Now I'm intrigued.
3: In my that eyes, I, in my eyes, I think I'm, they're they're in I'm similar, up. on the edge of my seat. Okay. Okay. Me and Don are like, like what? Like, all right, what do you doing so, over
2: there, Rich? These three, I wrote, I wrote the names down. I, I wanted to put it on paper. Try all right, so the Yeah, you, you can't, you can't see. Can you, Don? Lean in, lean in, lean in. Can you see it? Look down. I got it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so these three guys, right, all Dead. have elite running games, great offensive lines. But two of them lost essential pass catchers this year with injury. And then one lost, obviously, their main guy due to free agency. So for keep trade cut, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, and Russell Wilson.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's
2: PTA meeting. Really?
0: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void required prohibited by law. 18 plus.
1: Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. (laughs) And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done, to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.
2: Don, I'm going to ask you first. So who are you keeping, who are you trading, and who are you cutting out of Dak, Rogers, and Wilson?
3: Fuck the Cowboys.
2: Okay, so we're cutting Dak.
3: So, so we, we cut Dak. Okay. Um, I'm going to trade Rodgers.
2: Okay.
3: And I'll keep him Russell Wilson. I okay. think I think you, you can get some value for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what that wide receiver room is going to look like for him. It's a bunch of young dudes, right? So – it's the kind of thing where, like, you can hold him on your roster. Maybe he's your second QB, and if he starts producing, maybe you're able to flip him for a couple of, you know, a couple of guys that you can slide into flex slots. Um, I love we'll what's a, I, I love what's on Denver. I love their skill position. So,
2: okay, Jay, what do you got for me?
0: I think I'm gonna have to go to the scene. Okay, Are you allowed to do
2: that? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: Honestly, I think Russell Wilson, to me, is still close to an elite quarterback. I don't necessarily think he is elite, but he has the potential to be elite. He's had elite fantasy football seasons. And okay. I think putting him in this offense with Denver, with Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon, who, by the way, could be a running back one on probably 80% of the teams. It's insane. Um, insane. I love Melvin Gordon, and he's My getting day. and he's That's getting drafted
2: so cool. six rounds after Javante. It's uh, it's dude, wow, it's it crazy steal draft. If you can get um, Melvin Gordon in the tenth round, where he's going, it's a steal because if Javante Williams gets hurt, he's literally slotted in as an RB one. I legit take it's because I, I, I I'm I'm one of those zero running back
0: guys. And That's awesome. a guy for you. He is. He's my target. That's all the, that's the time. guy. Yeah, that's so the guy. You Gordon and Kareem Hunt. I always target those two guys, and every year I have success with it. People laugh at me, and they're like, they're your running backs. You don't have a Dallin Cook. And I'm like, okay. But I got Alexander Madison, and I know her Cook gets but, her.
2: Uh, Yeah, But it's also the fact that some of the people you're drafting with are just idiots. Have I looked at it that way? Like well, that's I see it too. Because I see it this way. If I see a guy, because me being me, if I'm, you see me, you're going to drift. I know. You know I, if, if, yeah, I, I know how people draft, right? So this is why you need to know the people you're drafting with. Like, I know my buddy Bill is going to do the same thing. He's just like you. I'm a zero RB guy. I know the first thing he's going to look at is when I see him get four or five wide receivers in the sixth round, and I'm going to pick before him, yeah, there might be a wide receiver. There might be a wide receiver I really like there, but also Kareem Hunt's there. So what am I doing? Okay, I have four, I have four running backs on my roster. I'm snagging Kareem Hunt. Why am I taking Kareem Hunt? Because I'm going to force him to take a position that he doesn't need that is going to fuck him. And then when it comes back, maybe I can still get that guy or I can just take another, a different wide receiver. Because you have to look at the people you draft with and know their style. And if I know Jay is loading up on wide receiver and I see, boom, he's got Justin Jefferson. Boom, he came back around and got Diggs. Boom, he came back around and then he's got Godwin. And now he's rolling. He's got four studs. And in that fifth round, I see, okay, there's a running back that's kind of eh, hanging there. And it's my turn before Jay's, I'm snagging that running back because I know that's who he's going to target. So that now puts Jay in a predicament. Am I going to reach for a guy or am I going to go off of my strategy and maybe kick it to a tight end or a quarterback? So if I can shuffle Jay's draft up, it works better for me. That's how I look at things. My thing is always try the, the the next level. And that's why it's know the people you draft with. I know my dad's a homer. He's in our league every year. He's going to draft an Eagle high. He's going to draft a quarterback high. His draft is going to be, sh- and he's going to be like, this guy from college is great. And just draft all these guys. And all my friends are like, your dad does it every year. And you know, and this is why he doesn't win. I'm like, but my dad loves picking the guys that he likes. That's why he does this. So I'm not mad at him.
3: No, not at
2: all. If I had balls, I would do the same thing. But if I did that, I would lose every year. So. <laughs> That's that's not why question. you win. That's yeah. <laughs> right. My, my last like, question before Golden Mike Don, I just have to ask you. So I made a trade. I'm not going to tell you what side I was.
3: Okay.
2: It's a keeper league. You can right. keep two keepers. And right now we are, so I think, 14 days, the 20th. So 17 days away from locking in our two keepers. So a draft pick was traded. A six round draft pick was traded for Jalen Hurts. Okay, so that so obviously you know what I'm going with there. So Jalen Hurts can be kept as a 13th rounder, and in, in this year's draft, next year's will be the 11th. So who wins in that side, or is it pretty much equal? So I gave up a sixth round pick for Jalen Hurts, so I can keep Jalen Hurts this year as my Q, as my quarterback one, obviously, in the 13th round.
3: I, I mean, to me, I look at that and I see that there's guy like the guy that you got. Is essentially better than anybody that you would have taken in the thirteenth round. Yeah, so that's a win.
2: And I'm only giving up a sixth. And then you, you gave, a,
3: and you gave up. gave up a sixth. So, like, you.
0: What league is this? It's my. So,
2: it's my home. It's my home league. It's like my my all my whole core group. With all like, the same all, guys that were yeah. in that other one. Yeah. No. No. None of those guys. Only Nick. Nick and Gabe and Gabe is the same in every league. He's just the worst.
0: <laughs> oh, I sure no, agree.
2: Oh, he's, he's pretty bad.
0: We should see the trade offers, Don.
2: So, uh, he tried trading me, Gabe tried to trade me Christian Kirk and something else for like my fourth round pick, telling me that it's a great value because I can keep Christian Kirk as my 15th round keeper. And I said, I don't want anything to do with Jacksonville Jaguars or Christian Kirk. This does not. Work.
3: <laughs> and he was trying to tell me on
2: Christian Kirk, and I'm like, I'm okay, Gabe. I'm going to be completely fine without. Oh, and if I want to pick him up on free agency after the season starts, I will do that because I'm not drafting any fucking Jacksonville Jaguar players if it's not ATM. But Jay, do you th- what do you think about that trade?
0: I, I mean, I love it. I love Jalen Hurts. So do I, I. think he finishes top top three. I, think I do he's think. Finished, he's yeah, football. he could. Fantasy football, I think Jalen Hurts is the perfect equation. I mean, and, he is. He has everything. He's got the rushing ability. He's gonna score rushing touchdowns. I think he had what nine last year. Nine. Yeah. And he, I believe, is definitely gonna up his TDs through the air with with AJ Brown and having more weapons. So even if he just gets twenty, no brainer.
2: That's
3: no brainer. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. And, and listen, anybody who anybody who bought low on him last year man is killing it this year because the value to buy low like you did last year with where he was when the league's, when, when the year started to see where he finished fantasy wise I mean he was just lighting up the scoreboard
2: and I don't have to draft a quarterback now I'm literally like, can exit the draft knowing I have a quarterback well I'm keeping Jalen Waddle in the seventh I can't trade him for a higher draft pick and Jalen Hurts so one of my wide receivers is off the board and I don't have to worry about a quarterback. I'm sold. Rich, Give me it. It's,
3: a, it's essentially right. Like not to be prophetic, but like you're in the same position as Eagles, right? Yeah. If you, if you can figure out and make that quarterback situation work, then you do not have to use the draft capital high to draft another quarterback or to trade that draft capital for an established quarterback. Yeah.
2: I technically am in the same boat as the Eagles. I have a plethora of picks. I have two second round picks. I have three third round picks. And I have my first round pick and fourth round and fifth. I just don't have a sixth. And I have two ninths. Like I am fine. This is the one
0: you were asking me if if it's fair to trade uh, a second and a third for like a fourth and a sixth or something. If I was trading
2: a, a two, my two and a five for a three and a four. Cause I wanted to have four third round picks and then load up and have two fourths and give up a second. But obviously the guy was like, no, that's just stupid. I think it was Gabe I was like, no, that's just dumb. I said, but you get a second round pick, but he's like, but then I'm only getting a fifth back and you're getting my third, and fourth. What's the difference between a second round player and a, and a third round player. I'm like, I don't know. What's the difference between if it's the end of the second round, right? The end of the second round, say it's the wraparound pick. So technically it's the 11th pick. What's the difference between Stefan Diggs and we'll say Cortland Sutton in, in the third or Mike Williams in the third, a shit ton yeah. of fantasy points. That's the nice. difference between that. And I I have pick of the litter. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll keep that second round pick. I got two of them. Now you give me Jalen hurts. Pff, give me the money. Just give me the fucking money.
3: Speaking of money, <laughs> the Gold Mike sleeper fantasy league is back.
2: Yes, it is for As year two, start.
3: and you know, really excited to have pr- pretty much everybody back except for a handful of people. Um, you know, the 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 defending champion, the the lo- the one woman standing alone, Britt yep. lifts, is back <laughs> to defend her title. Um, That's fucking crazy. You know, just only
2: girl, only champion in that league. True. Can she make it a
3: two time? Can she make it a two time? Would would that not be the ultimate? Like, stand on top of the mountaintop and say, like,
2: when she drafted Aaron Jones first round with her seventh with the seventh overall pick, I'm like, she's done, she's absolutely done, and fuck, was I wrong because her team ended up being pretty loaded. Yeah, Jamar Chase, dude, Jamar Chase. Yeah, he beat me in he he beat beat me in the
0: chase. Jamar Chase. Fucking Jamar and
2: and I think didn't she have uh Mark Andrews? Uh, I think Mark Andrews, and then she also drafted. I think I think she had T Higgins as well. I think she drafted both Bengals. I'm like, you want to draft Tyler Boyd and have all three? And it was great because when Jamar Chase wasn't doing well, Higgins was <laughs> was doing great. So it just helped her out. It's like, god damn it, Britt, stop being smarter than everybody. Oh, huh.
3: well, I mean, and, and you know. We got we got a lot of we got a lot of cool podcasts in League right? Uh Big T Will from the Full Core Press is back. Uh we got Big former T- drunk will. on broad. Nick the Daddy.
2: Nick the Daddy will be in it. Um
3: <laughs> The three of us are in it, obviously. Um and then we've got uh Scotty who does the Sky talks from from DSM. Um And then we've got the three guys that are doing the show on uh, the Fired Up podcast. So Dom, Mike, and and Chris are in. Um, We got our our good buddy, uh, Chips and Dish, Mm -hmm. is back. And uh, our our newest co-host, Joe Booch. Booch. So we got Chip for the Birds with the number one pick. (sighs) Fucking Chip. I know. I was so
0: jealous. I got, I got, it right it.
2: I got the drift. I got it right here. got the right here. got it right there.
1: Sorry.
0: I wonder who Chip's going to take with the first pick.
2: I don't know. I guarantee it's going to be Josh Allen. And if it isn't, then Joe's going to t- take Josh <laughs> Allen. And if not, then Britt's going to take him. Or not, it's gonna <laughs> go- then that's going to be if If anybody passes on him, I mean, I'll take him. I'm just saying.
3: Listen, two. I heard I heard Dom talking about last night. He was he was talking about if the first three picks are are our quarterbacks. He was talking about taking Tom Brady at number four, which I thought was a pretty bold, he- bold no. strategy. There, Cotton.
2: A <laughs> bold strategy, Cotton. See if it pays off. Like a blind guy in an orgy, Don. Sometimes you got to feel things out.
3: <laughs> that blind squirrel trying to find a nut. He always does. He always does.
2: It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun year. I'm glad to have everybody back. Jason suckered me into doing a third-round reversal, thinking that it switches every three rounds. No, it just flips after the third. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, I want to draft fifth, and Jason's in perfect spot. Doesn't move. <laughs> Jason doesn't move. He's the sixth guy. Just, stays the, just staying in the middle.
0: That's how I, was, I am in life. That's how I am in life, really. dude.
2: I was dying because I know the inner you was so mad about that. Because there's nothing worse than being in a super competitive league that is 12 teams, and now it's super flex, obviously from last year, and then having the sixth pick, because you're just always in the middle. It's just
0: I'm gonna get nailed on every
2: run. I'm gonna get screwed. You're just gonna you're every and people just drag it in front of you. Yeah, you need to start the run or you need to grab your guys when you want them because you know. If your guy's there, and it's like, oh crap, I'm gonna get him. It's like, no, Nick snags him, and it's and you know what else sucks? You have Nick drafting on the one side of you, and me drafting on the other side. And you. you know me, yeah. You know my drift. And it's just like
0: Jay, we, Jay, you we couldn't we, ask we've for a
2: worse you. situation. You really couldn't.
0: We we should talk about my Jay, we've seen my you first, draft.
3: My <laughs> first <laughs> yes, dynasty
0: <laughs> experience. Now that that was my first Girl. auction experience. Go ahead. granted, I think. Now, my team, after obviously making some trade, you know, a couple of trades, i I've improved, but I didn't have a bad team. It was just a top end team. That's why I called my name, shot my load on four players. That's my new name.
2: We started the draft.
0: That's what it says.
2: And in the first night, Jason had four players. And by the end of the fifth night, Jason still had four players. And then finally, after a week of drafting, Jason was able to complete his team, his final 15 picks, pretty much by himself. <laughs> Jay, you, you At didn't like pick... rapid speed. <laughs> rapid speed. Just...
3: Jay, <laughs> you didn't pick a fifth guy until like – so to like, and, and Tommy Trimble
2: broke the draft.
3: I've actually lucked Tommy out Trimble. with Zach
0: Ertz. <laughs> I, I lucked out with Zach Ertz because you, you didn't have any more money to bid or, so, or something. No, it's because
2: when I entered the names – manually after tommy tremble broke oh yeah tommy tremble broke the uh the thing so when i went back and it was zach ertz was there and i really wanted him it wasn't letting me bid on tight ends or quarterbacks and that was because it said i had 17 of each and there was roster limits and so i had to pause drop the roster really
0: i owe you really i owe you zach ertz then
2: yeah, but you know what, dude? I'm so happy you got him because he's gonna cost way too much for what I want to trade for him. <laughs> I am literally riding out with Austin Hooper because all I hear is how Austin Hooper's a standout in camp and Cleveland's gonna need him. So fool me for the fifth time. I don't give a shit because I hate tight ends.
0: I think Austin Hooper's got <laughs> how
2: I feel about fantasy football. I, for- even with tight end premium, I hate tight ends.
0: He's got sleeper potential though. He, he's he's a guy that's got all the talent in the world.
2: Well, my other sleeper was Gerald Everett. But, of course, today comes out that uh, Parnum is having the most impressive camps out of all the tight ends. So I'm like, fuck me, there, there goes another one. <laughs> my, my tight ends pick are like, oh, shit! And I pick can't, them up. No, I don't want them. That's because I, I know I'm going to drop a guy, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. going to be Gerald Everett. It and happens I'm gonna, oh, all the time. It's, it's just too much. That's why I don't hang on. I can't listen flirting. to this camp stuff
0: because I think a lot of times it's overblown.
2: Yeah, like I, I, when everybody's busting my balls because Austin Eckler and are like, well, Isaiah Spiller's working with the first team. I'm like, yeah, no shit, they don't have anybody else, and they're managing Eckler's reps. So who else is going to stand in? We want the coach. You, you want to go with the coach to take some handoffs? Like, call- how do
0: you think so many people lucked out
2: last year with Jamar
0: Chase? Remember all the talk that Jamar Chase was dropping all those balls and couldn't catch the ball, and his, his his things, his draft stock dropped.
3: Yeah,
2: and then he goes, ha
0: just
3: get in on the best. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, Jamar Chase. Gosh. I think the the best part about that Bengals run last year was Jer Burrow's dad and Jamar Chase's dad after every game smoking cigars together. I know. Dude. That was a ton of fun, man. What a
2: bunch of camaraderie.
3: It is a fun team.
2: It is. They, oh, they it truly really is. A boy. <laughs> if only he – there was enough mouths to feed. Yeah, I know not enough all right. well,
3: gentlemen f- <sighs> final thoughts anybody oh. got
2: oh man uh, i'm just gonna go i'll just start um you know just remain positive for the eagle season and let's all crush them when they're down and praise them when they're high because that's what us rational eagles fans do what, what, what was the movie um oh yeah uh with adam sandler the basketball movie that just came out, hustle. Oh it's yeah. He's like, yeah, Philly fans, you know, at least they're rational. Yeah, that's exactly what we are. We're not. Enjoy the season. Enjoy everything before it gets crazy, boys. It's gonna be a fun ride. Let's just enjoy it. It's my final thoughts. Go ahead, Jay.
0: Oh, just uh I mean, I second what Rich said. I, I think honestly football to me is the best time of the year fall to me is the best time of the year. Um, you know, especially when the baseball team's good because now you got baseball and football and then you got hockey and basketball starting too. So this is my favorite time. I love the fall because of sports and what it means, you know, obviously to me and to all of us, that's why we kind of got into what we're doing. So, um, I love fantasy football. This is one of my favorite. It, like Rich said, I mean, we're both we're both addicts. I, I mean, I'm in like 20 leagues. I think Rich is probably in 30s. Probably got me beat. Um, <laughs> I'm doing mock drafts already. I, I probably have done about 50 of them, and
2: uh, that's low, Jay. Probably low. I did yeah. like I up my. my I did like 40 on my app before this. I got a, She's like, what are you doing on your phone? She's like, you spend too much time on your phone. I'm like, I wish I could say I was doing something constructive or like talking to my friends. It's like, no, I'm just like playing scenarios in my head if I get picks. Like, what am I going to draft? I'm so anxious when it comes to it, and I love it. It is an addiction, I swear. Like, it is. It, I Like, last year
0: was the first year that I did Dynasty, and then it just kind of took off. I was just kept joining these free – obviously, I can't do – like. Big money leagues, but I no. you know, joined a bunch of free leagues, and then obviously a couple ten dollar leagues. But it's just fun to me. I like to be able to build rosters, and I think dynasty makes it more fun to me than redraft because there's draft picks involved, and then you can yeah. trade them. And if your team sucks, you could just say, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to trade all my pick or all my players, and I'll just rebuild. I'll yeah. scrap it down and start over. And you could basically do like you know build your own team that way. I see guys that go and we had that guy in our draft. Uh, I forget his name. Zach he called his team the development team. Yeah. He has all these rookies, and I like that though. It's exciting because then you watch them guys grow. Yeah. That team might suck for three years, but
3: trust the I process. Trust, trust the process.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: but that's my final thought.
2: I like it. Don,
3: drive it home. Oh. Hey, listen, yo, uh, Jay, just to talk to something you were talking about th- those days where. I'm I'm, I'm jonesing for those days where you have the the meaningful Phillies games in the afternoon, you got the, the meaningful Eagles games in the evening, South Philly is hopping. Those days are great. Um, But, you know, we're always looking for opportunities to, to share, you know, what some of our, our fellow friends are doing. So, uh, you know, just to shout out a couple of guys that the fired up guys are doing a survivor pool. So, uh, you know, if you're into that, you want to check that out, go check them out. Uh, they're, they're doing some really good stuff over there. They've got some, they got people writing articles for, for each one of the Philly sports. Um, but they've got their, their survivor pool they're running right now. And then, uh, the, all about the birds crew is running a, uh, Philly sports trips down to FedEx field. Ooh. So if uh, if you're if you're in and around the Allentown area on September 25th, uh, you can hop on a bus for a nominal fee and head down there and and, uh, and get to hang out with a couple of other. You, know, you got Fourth and John, you got the Bird Gang, you got uh, the Bell and the Birdman. You got a bunch of different podcasts that are that are hosting these trips through Philly sports trips and heading down to uh, to DC to watch the the Eagles take on the Commanders. that's awesome. So Dude, good, you know, just, just shout out to, to those guys and, and, and what they're doing. Um, you know, always try to give people some, some, uh, just a heads up on some things that we're, that, that they're doing. They're all doing, we're all doing good stuff. So, um, Hey, listen, check out the, the sponsors in the link tree. That's on our bio. And, uh, you go check out Terrain, Luxury Watches, Team Clicks, Shocked Energy, Streaker Sports, anything that's going on with the Belly Up Network. Philly, Rich, take us home.
2: You fucked around, you stuck around, and you found out. Listen, Philly, fuck Spike Eskin, fuck Ben Simmons, fuck Deshaun Watson. Go birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.
1: Mary.